Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. And I guess we're having more technical difficulties. Oh, uh, we got to bark, bark. Uh, and get yourself something. We are here. We all are right, here. all right. We are here. You just see, like Mark was about to throw. I'm about to get real ugly for a second there. But are we good? It's you always are on bad right when we're now, talking, yes. and Spencer all of a sudden comes. And we're having. Yeah, I know. And we're, I know. We're having we're, technical difficulties. We just want to make sure we're we're on air and good to go. Let's get softball, Dad Dustin, here and not make people wait since it seems to be so tenuous. Dustin, you there, buddy? I am. Are you there is the question. I feel like I can hear you. There he is. There he okay. is. Hey, buddy. Right. How's it going? So, it's going great, guys. Are you all well, I hope? Doing just fine. Doing great, man. I hope you are as well. All right. So, look, are you sitting down? Yes. Good. I'm doing cartwheels, actually. <laughs> and I've actually seen you do one. Um. So the real question here, I mean, this this is all Haley Van Lift's fault. <laughs> this, is, this, this this is it's a shoe thing. Um, no, seriously, and in all seriousness, I think Dave brought it up the other day. There are like three different camps. There's the yeah, we're going to get better. There's the no, we suck, and then there's the maybe we'll get better. Is there a possibility, and I, this is not rhetorical, and I look, I am, everybody is making great points. All camps make great points, and this is going to be the most convoluted, multiple personality disorder take on the planet. But I'm serious. Is there a possibility? We have a professional soccer team that made the national news for sex or sexual harassment. Uh, obviously, the University of Louisville has had some pretty prominent news stories in its recent history. Are these kids? Let Let's take the fandom hood out of the, the equation. Is there a possibility that people just look at Louisville at this point and go, "Oh hell no, 
I mean, I'm not worried about, I am worried about the two wins. I mean, that sucks. But there's got to be another, re- I, I, I hate that word, that rebuild, reboot, tweak, whatever. I mean, I don't care if Kenny Payne twerks at this point. But is there a possibility that high school kids are going, they, they, they've seen our recent past, and they're like, why would I go there? Appreciate the call, Dustin. I mean, I, yeah, I, I saw him. I don't think the uh, – just to throw this out there, as big of a story as the NYSL sex scandal has been nationally and locally, yeah. I don't think you're going to find more than two college basketball or high school basketball players that know what the hell we're talking about when we bring that up. So that's probably a side. Also, that's a mark like in the sports world against Louisville, but that has right. nothing to do with this recruiting. Uh, but as far as the Louisville, University of Louisville scandal, I guarantee it was used to negatively recruit over the last several years, whether it be to kids' parents or anything or even the kids themselves. I don't know how much it matters to, to 16, 17, 18-year-olds now. People, like, recruits don't consume news like we do. They don't. Uh, I No, I don't think. I don't think that's the case uh, at all. But it's over. That's the whole point. Is like we're you're you're past it now, and we're several years years removed from the actual activities, and we're years removed from when the investigation started, and we're months removed from when they finally finished it. But like I just, things are different, and the like you said, the way to consume news and the things that matter to sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year olds are not the same. Right. Like I, you'd be more likely to find parents that were concerned about that. I'm assuming. Than, than the actual players. And, yeah, most of them have, like, the parents are going to be very influential in their decisions. But, no, I mean, it's 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 hard to – how often have you seen any kind of scandal where a, a coach becomes – they're unscathed on the other side, regardless of what it looks like. And the most you have to worry about is negative recruiting from other people probably. Let's, and that cloud was extended way longer than it should have with us. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Spencer, do we still have Steve uh, after this? We do, yes. Let's get Steve in here next. Then Steve, welcome into the drive. Nothing at all. What's up, buddy? Hey guys, how y'all doing, man? Appreciate the show. Uh, Thank you. Love being able to get my opinion out. Uh, look, man, I like Kenny Payne. I really like Kenny Payne, but I love Louisville basketball, and I just want what's best. And I think one thing Bozich's article can do is bring all sides together in our knowledge of him being a hack. And just focus, you know, on, on some of this stuff. And, and, you know, let Kenny work. He's going to get that second year. Hopefully he's learned. Because there's no way you could go into this and say that he hasn't made mistakes. And there's also no way you can go into it and say that he wasn't hampered, that there weren't built-in excuses. But it should not be this bad. Hopefully he's recognized. Hopefully he adjusts. Hopefully this offseason is a little smoother when it comes to the portal, when it comes to getting guys some money and getting some big-time names in here. They can get people juiced up and happy again. But I really, really want Kenny to, to succeed. And I, I wish his allies weren't – I wish they were more likable folks. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. 
and I'd and really some of the arguments are medicine that's worse than the, the the cures worse than the disease some of these the, the things yeah. in, said oh, in, in defense of most definitely and, and I'd really like for him to be able to tap into some of his connections I feel like that's some of the things recruiting wise that have maybe surprised or shocked or let him down more than anything is you know he said it before those 30-year friends and it seems like some of these people have just abandoned him and I, I'm, I'm rooting for him, man, because I'm a Louisville fan, but it's always what's best for this whole program. And, you know, hopefully this offseason is, is good to us. So appreciate the line, man. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate the call. I did want to uh, – I wouldn't call Rick a hack. That's, I agree. I think that's a bit much, and, and appreciate the call. We always appreciate your call, Steve. But there are – like I have a lot of – we both preface this entire conversation by saying we have a lot of respect for Rick Bozich. Uh He's an OG in this town in sports journalism. But it doesn't change the fact that this article is bad <laughs> and it's wrong-headed and it's a little insulting at times. Certainly uh, demeaning talk radio as usual. Sure. But, I mean, I'm not going to respond in kind necessarily, but this is a – it's a bad take. It's a it's a bad take factory, this this, this article is. Well, I'll get to, to Jesse in just a, a moment here, but I did want to – I did some searching. After the Wright State loss, so their own two, two mm-hmm. one-point losses, uh, Rick wrote this. So this is November 12th of, la- of la- 2022, mm-hmm. so November 12th. And we're all so young. I'll, I know, right? I'll give him credit. <laughs> I'll give him credit for, for sounding the alarm there. Yeah. This is what he wrote. And chances are this is going to be a season spent with considerable time checking the record book. Chances are this will be a season when the best evaluation this team will focus on how they performed instead of the final snapshot of the scoreboard. That's never been the DNA of Louisville basketball, but it will be this season, at least until Payne gets more guys playing with the confidence, poise, and precision that he wants them to play. Okay. We're a lot further into the season. How have we made progress on the benchmarks you just made? Not the ones that you say are unreasonable. Let's use yours. How's he doing? Write that article. Yeah. Instead of, again, saying the people who don't like this or who feel like maybe there's a problem that needs to be evaluated here or addressed with something, anything, are crazy or unreasonable. Yeah. Let's use this standard where the best evaluation about this team will focus on how they performed instead of the final snapshot of the scoreboard. Just as an aside, the scoreboard kind of is the final evaluation of how they performed. That's how sports works. Sure, but we understand because like, we talk. I know That's we me talked being a smart about. Ass. I know you are, but we talked about that as far as look. Like, if these losses weren't so embarrassing for stretches, you know, we might have more to talk about. But there were so many that just looked like they had no fight and no cohesion whatsoever. But I also want to see like that's fine, and let's measure against his own his own goalposts there. I also want to see articles from the off season too. You know what I mean? I also want to see articles from right after the hire. And I want to see just, I just, cause I want to watch the continuous movement of the goalposts. That's a good one right there because he's not evaluating these games off of that standard either. Let's get Jesse in here next. Jesse, welcome into the drive. And I thought the well out here at part pizza. What's up, buddy? Thanks fellas. I love the show, man. I'm always listening. Um, I like Thanks, I like what uh, Rick Bowden said uh, 
what you say, back in November. But I haven't seen the newest article or latest article by him. I probably better not read it because I'm, I'm, I'm like Steve, man. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all about the bill, man, you know? And um, yeah, I think uh, when, we, when we saw the name Kenny Payne, we saw the brotherhood and we saw all the positive uh, things on the table and then the, even the intangibles, we were, we were wishing and we were thinking that we would have a successful season off the bat. You know, just like with, just like with Jeff Brown. We, 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 we feel like we're going to have a successful season right off the bat. And I think the same feelings that we have for Brown, I think we had those same feelings with Kenny Payne, regardless to his, his, uh, his, his uh, uh, history as a, a, an assistant instead of a head coach. I mean, don't you? But, but I think it, it seems to me that Kenny Payne is a slow He's, he's slow and methodical. I don't think Louisville was ready for that part. I think that there's probably not a recruiter out there who is as connected and, and, and loved and talented as this guy is. I'm talking about from Nike to Adidas to all the way down to the bottom, and he can roll out his song a list of people that he has worked with and very few of them, not just because he's likable, but because he's connected and he's knowledgeable, I think that's what you guys at the station and me and some of the people who are in this corner, we're kind of we're kind of banking on him pulling out those those things that he has and then and, and then applying it. And I think it's gonna it takes this off season for him to do that. Now, that's not throwing away this year as if, you know, oh, we should have expected this. No, nobody, nobody expected this, man. <laughs> I don't think, even Kenny yeah. Payne didn't expect this when he was begging people to hang on. But, he, hey, he, he, saw the, he saw the practices he may have. He may have said, good Lord, we got, we got so far to go with these guys, man. I'm, I'm just asking the crowd to hang with us. But uh, that's the first thing. In the off season. Tell me what you think. Uh, I love Danny Manning. I love his intelligence. I love what he's in. And you know I'm prefacing this. Every time somebody start giving you props up front, you know he's about to say something. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think Nolan, Nolan is good for the school. He's good for the coaching staff. I think that Danny Manning just doesn't fit what Louisville is about. And I He's the elephant in the room. We may as well just call it what it is. I think Nolan is a hell of a recruiter. Danny Manning may be a, a good recruiter. But Kenny needs to find somebody with the with the, what he's got. Uh, I think he has it in Nolan. I don't know anything very much about Josh at all. But uh, I, I think that Kenny needs to find him a guy who goes up front. You know how coaches do. They send their, their, their assistant first, and then they meet the player at the last, and the player is so excited to get to the head coach. Kenny can't be that up front guy. He's got to be the second or third in line to meet these players. But now he's finding himself having to use his skill up front with the players face-to-face. And he, I'm sure he's doing that. 
and he's running himself ragged. I mean, it's just he just found himself in this position, man. And I think in time, we will see that we are so well connected, and these five stars will come in here. These people will respond to to KP. Let's face it; he started late, man. If we give it, if we really look at it in a sensible way, the guy started late. No way he could snatch Wagner and Bradshaw and any of these guys out of the hands of Calipari, who's been working on these guys for the last six, seven years. You know, and all these other players, these other coaches have been in on those guys for many years. There's no way they're just going to follow Kenny to Louisville in the last two months. It's just not going to happen. And so we need to be quick. Appreciate the call, Jesse. Thanks, man. Sorry. we're we're, Appreciate the call, Jesse. Come on, Spencer. There we go. Appreciate the call. Hey, Jesse, appreciate it, man. Got to make room for some other folks there. That was... I, I, oh, I definitely agree with the last point. I mean, I, I didn't. I, it wasn't a massive hit against him to me that he missed on DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw. It I agree. Was, I was never outraged by that. No, I, I think that understandable. It's just that I think it's striking that he seemed to struggle finding his footing with a lot of other recruits too. And 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 look, I, I think that to to Jesse's point. Um, there will be staff reviews after the season, probably. I would not be surprised uh, if there's some, maybe some jostling. I don't have any inside information. It's just logic would tell you after a really bad season that well, somebody's going to probably take yes. take the fall for that. Well, not or, the fall, just, or if you just sit down and evaluate, you're like, okay, one of the things that yeah. I did wrong was I, I needed I this, but yeah. I actually needed this. You're, right? Like, I, no, I constructed the staff poorly, or, or you know, I, I did too much of this. I didn't do enough of this. You know, I need somebody who understands this a little bit more. Especially a staff who have never worked yeah. together before. It's not like an, an established staff where things go south and you're like, okay, do I really, you know, do I really need to change this? We've had a lot of success, yeah. right? Like that sort of thing. This is, this is a staff that's never worked together for a coach that's never been the head coach. It's natural to think, and it's not even necessarily like malfeasance or or, or, yeah. or negligence or, or do a bad job to necessarily have gotten that wrong. But sticking with it would be would be all of those things right. uh, if you discover or if you determine that that's, that's what the issue is. I think really what is perplexing, what really worries me the most about whether or not he really is ultimately going to prove to be the right guy or not is just the way that the, the pieces don't fit together. Like, it doesn't make sense to me to say that, like, Kenny is, gets through – and he, like, he connects with guys, and he's a relationships guy, and he's a recruiter, and he'll recruit well, and then not be able to connect to these guys. But then to also say, like, yeah, relax, he'll get guys when he doesn't get guys. Yeah. You know, like, the, 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 what, the story about whatever is, is happening, like, it's not. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.
You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. All right, we're going to do our very best here to uh, to stick with you on air. We appreciate you guys uh, bearing with us here. Uh, Unforeseen technical uh, difficulties. Stupid technology. Back in my day. Mm, We just yelled to each other. Back in my day, we just got on a landline and... Got kicked, got kicked off if anyone called for any reason. That's right. <laughs> All right, Spencer, let's uh, let's reset things with who we have, who has been waiting uh, to get on the air, and we will get to them. Right now, the only one on the hold is Jay. Well, let's get him on in here. Then. Come on in, Jay. Jay, Water's welcome warm. into the driving. Yeah. Thing. What's hello, up, buddy? Hello, guys. You know I'm going to stick with you. I understand about te- technical difficulties. That's hey, buddy. Okay. Uh, real, uh, real quick. I'd, Thank you. I think that uh, early on in the uh, year – I distinctly heard Kenny say, I want to be the only voice they hear on the bench. So that's why I think maybe your assistants are not getting up much during the game. He distinctly said that. I have a pretty good memory. And, I, and also, I don't think there's going to be much uh-huh. cost to turnover. He's going to bring in the two freshmen he signed, the Nigerian guy, apparently the Juco guy, and I think he'll bring in no more than three or four. I don't think it's going to be. I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but that's my evaluation. I will write this date down, and if he don't bring any more for I'll make sure I call you guys to, to play it back. Okay, have a good day now. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. I always appreciate it. That, very nice. Yeah. That would be the most surprising outcome of all and the hardest to explain uh, because if you if you bring everyone back, no, or at, you know, at everyone that you can, like, that would be – it would sort of seem like it would betray the idea that, that the uncoachable yeah. – you're like, we're going to do it again? Yeah, it's like, I'm going to try again. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, if Jay's right and he brings in four, like, high-level transfers, that's not light roster turnover, really. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's not like he, doesn't have he to inherited be, two players. It doesn't have to be nine transfers. Like, right. we have – Two fresh or three freshmen in this class. What we've got three recruits coming in if you include a core four and the JUCO transfer. That's four newcomers right there in next year's class. We had three freshmen in this class with Devin Ree, Kamari Lands, and Fabio Basili. That there's seven guys new in the last two years if you don't even include the transfers that came in this year because there's only two of them anyway. But add into that three or four transfers, that's 11. Freshman or transfers in the last two years, that's not including a Brandon Hunley Hatfield and a Hersey Miller that would be involved in that as well. If you include those, that's 13 new players in two years. That's a whole new roster. That's not light roster turnover. Um, the question is how many guys that are on the roster right now leave. <laughs> like How many leave? Because that, that's, that's, the, real, that's the, the, the crux of turnover. If you bring in three or four transfers – just to make the numbers work, a couple of those guys are going to have to take a walk. Yeah, the numbers alone. Yeah. Uh, They're going to have to take a walk. And that's that's the question is, who do you bring back? Is L entertaining the idea of coming back for another year? I don't think so, probably. That would surprise me. It would surprise me. Um, but, like, probably the glut of big men who have all pretty much underachieved, somebody's probably leaving. I would assume so. Whether it was uh, – well, we're really? sitting – I mean, Wheeler, probably. Um, 
but between Wheeler, BHH, and, and now you've got a core four. Uh, Sidney Curry, is he, I mean, where is he at? You know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a question of how many of those guys are going to move on. Jalen Withers, what's the question, what's the answer with him next year? Like, I, I think there will be plenty of turnover, especially when you're talking about the front court. Probably two or three guys on the roster right now are going to move on. And those are the ones that you replace with those three or four guys. And I wouldn't, I'm not sitting here saying everybody leaves, you bring in six transfers. Like, to Jay's numbers, like three or four transfers is probably what it's going to be. The question is who's leaving. You know, that, that's really the question at the end of the day. 81-50-93-9. That's uh, the number if you'd like uh, to get in here. 38-31-93-9 for the uh, UPS Jobs text line. Welcome to hit us up uh, that way as well. We had spent uh, just the majority of our time there uh, with uh, responding to that article. And again, I, I'm more optimistic about what I think Kennedy's capable of. And I wish, I, I think, because Rick might know more in that regard. And, and I would like, there's some quiet kind of optimism about being able to get, I think they're going to have a good offseason in terms of getting guys on the too. roster that make us more too. excited. Uh, I think what people, what has really fizzled Kenny so far is like you can't it's like you remember we can't be bad and boring you can't have struggles and not win some some recruiting battles usually you can survive if you've got one of them and he didn't have either and we're gonna get to the end of the year hopefully that regard changes relatively quickly yeah I mean that's you have to give somebody like something for people to hold on to because there's nothing I don't want to, like, you don't want to hammer it into the ground, but nobody can look you in the face right now and say, I've got a long list of tangible things that have happened since Kenny has taken over for co- as coach on the court that I can grab onto, whether it be player improvement or, uh, you know, effort or anything. They can grab onto and say, I can see the future. I know for a fact Kenny can do this. There's not a lot of that. So you have to bring in players. You have to do something else to inspire the fans and, and, and the support. I mean, you have to. Something's got to change between now and next year. And that's, that's the easiest thing to change, in my opinion. You know, I think, I, I will maintain again, though, I, I still think if they do well in the portal, I don't think it would take much for people to be excited about this again. That we did it for Scott, and people like him more than Scott. I I don't disagree with some people. Some folks will get back on board. It's just there are a lot of people that are looking at this as a failed hire already. Like it's done. And you can't change their mind. And I'm not going to try. No, but there's plenty of people. Well, it's not your job. It's Kenny's job. And I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it's it's Kenny's job. It's not your job to change their mind. It's not my job either, and I'm not going to do it. Uh, it's his job to change my mind too. <laughs> I've I've been pretty clear on this on this show. Like I lo- I really like Kenny, and I really want him to succeed. But I am of the mind right now that I have not seen anything to indicate that he's the head coach. Like that we need going forward. I would love for him to change my mind though. I would love for him to change my mind. The first thing he has to do is I don't want to hear any more excuses from anybody about roster construction because he has a bag of money and no clout. The next four months. And playing time galore, I and think. Playing, like, right. Things to sell. Playing right. times. You can come average 18 points a game here uh, if you're a good scorer in Division One basketball. Come on. Like, like, you can counter that with, well, what about 
He hasn't done anything. I absolutely agree. But he has things he can sell. That's on him. He needs to he needs to sell it. And if he can't in the transfer portal and he can't make that work, that's on him. That's on him. It is his job to make this roster fit together better with better players next year. Because that, that can't be an excuse in year two. It can't. Let's get uh, Keith in here next. Keith, welcome into the drive on 9th and the out here at Parlor Pizza. What's up? Hey, thank you for having me on. Um, I want to say I think Kenny is going to be a decent coach here once he gets the personnel that he needs, which I feel like he is definitely going to have to do. I think the Achilles heel that he had was not getting a point guard and, and not embracing NIL initially. I think in the new generation of kids that are coming to play, uh, you're no longer going to just be able to sell them on the facilities and the tradition and the things you used to be able to use for kids isn't going to fly anymore with NIL as the factor now. These kids want to get paid. You know what I mean? So you, I think he knows that now, and especially after talking to Josh Hurd, you know, Josh Hurd, like, what are you doing? <laughs> we got to embrace NIL. It's a new ball game. But I think once we get a point guard, get that guard, uh, solidify those positions, and, and get those guys who don't want to play out of here, mainly your Sidney Curry-type players, they got to go. You know what I mean? It's just effort. We got to get guys that want to play on the court and show effort. But that point guard position is the most important thing that we have to get, and a, and a solid backup as well. And um, I think once he does that and gets some transfers coming in, and with the personnel of freshmen he got going in, I think we'll head the right direction. And thank you for having me on. Appreciate the call, Dickie. Thank you uh, very much. I don't mind that perspective at all. Uh, as long as it's not like, and I don't know why you don't see it. Right. 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 And props to Keith for not doing that. Because I think the, the hardest core supporters would, would do themselves a favor with just leaving that off. Like, you don't have to add that one little part. Uh, but if you still believe it, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Not at all. Not at all. It's, it's, it's when people are gaslighting, like the people. You know, other, like, I don't understand why you – why you aren't 100% of it? Because there's just no evidence yet. You don't have to be na- like either side doesn't have to be nasty about it. But right. at this point, it's like guys, it's it's there's just no evidence yet. I want there to be a like a preponderance of evidence. Right. I want them. I want them to recruit really well this off season and come out gangbusters next year. And guess who will be uh, full throated saying, "Man, I was, I was Kenny was he was the guy all along. It'll be me," you know. I do think it's fair, by the I'm way. Not gonna lie like, about it, though. Even if it's true that that it, it may be unreasonable uh, to think that the team would be would actually be better this year than over last year, I I reject the idea that because the team like circumstances, roster, whatever, cloud, you name it, uh, it took longer than Kenny's tenure to make it this way. I grant you all of that. I still don't think that that makes it okay. That because they're not better overall, that nothing has to be better. Yeah. And I think that's the part that, that if I'm Josh Hurd, like I would be most concerned about. Is like, okay, even if the roster is, is as limiting as it has been made out to be perhaps uh, this year, uh, and even not giving any, any part of that in terms of responsibility, where, where, where is this team better than it was a year ago and because you're the coach? Yeah. That's – that's his biggest problem, I think, right now. Let's get uh, Jerry in here next. Jerry, welcome into the Drive on Athens. Well, what's up, buddy? 
Thanks. Um, the, the reason I picked up the phone is, is you, you, you said something about Satterfield. Personally, um, I don't I, – I, man, I, I didn't like Satterfield as our coach in football. I don't mm. feel any better about this in basketball, okay? I am a 83 grad. I'm a huge fan. I've been a fan mm. of Louisville basketball for 50 years. I'm 62 years old. Um, the thing about it is, is, is this. Okay, let's let's step forward and talk about recruiting real quick. Okay, Okafor, in my opinion, you know, maybe when he's a junior, we can beat really good teams with him, you know. But until then, I think he's a project. I don't see it any other way. You know, people can talk about being high energy and blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the thing that saddens me, okay, and the thing that's, um, first of all, like um, – I guess I guess Louisville basketball has been sort of ripped away from me. It makes me angry and frustrated because I am a I'm a not on a log when I watch a game where I used to be really fired up, right? Okay, because it's it's that it's that bad. But anyway, okay, we go Okafor. He's a project. We look at Karan Davis. He's playing in the California um, JUCO leagues that don't even compete for national championships with the the teams from Kansas and Florida and Texas. Cali basketball on the JUCO level is a lower level. Okay, so, so we've got two, we got two guys, basically, Okafor, however you want to pronounce his name, and you got, and you got Davis. Okafor. We haven't made a dent. We, we haven't made a dent in what we need to do. Okay, and I don't see it any other way. Uh, I don't think I, – I, mm. I, I, I hate to say this. I think there's a chance that we won't be a lick better next year. Okay, why? Because I think we're going to have a mass exodus. And then are we going to – personally, I, I expect him to fill our roster with two to four-star players. That's what I think will happen. And then he's shown, he's shown no semblance of being able to develop anybody because look at Wheeler. That's as far as you have to look. Look at Curry if you want to. Those guys, this guy, it was always a myth that he was the big man whisperer at UK. I knew it was hogwash from day one, okay? And it is hogwash, and I know it is because I'm watching what I'm watching. The thing about it is, is is this. You cannot fool fans in this town, okay? You can't fool us. We've seen it too much. We've watched too much ball. There's too many knowledgeable fans in this city to say, oh, okay, it's going to be fine. It's not going to be fine. This isn't going to work. I never for this hire. Yeah. He's out of the Cal coaching tree, and he had no experience. As I've said on other shows, maybe this one, the thing that killed me about him always was he wouldn't step out there and bet on himself and go to an Austin P or an East Tennessee State or wherever. Or DePaul two years there, ago. Yeah. He, or DePaul. He sat mm. there and he licked up the money, and that's fine. Look all right, that's enough. That's all right, right appreciate the call. That's Thanks. That's, that's, good, that's good. Like, all right, appreciate the call. Like, we don't have to do all this. See, this no, is no, where you lose me. That's where you lose me. Yeah, the same way the supporters lose me. Right. Well, like, like here's the thing. Like, he might be doing a bad job this year. That's fine. He, he, but that, is, that doesn't mean he's the worst person. You right. know? <laughs> like, right. like I, I, okay, you didn't like it. I get it. That's fine. Let's stick with with what's happening. Here's the thing. Like, gosh, I will agree with most of Jerry's call. Yeah. Until he gets, he starts coloring outside the lines a little bit. Too much, you know. Like it's, I my my concerns to say it less, you know, emotionally. My concerns with Kenny, a lot of them did center around the fact that he didn't, as Jerry put it, bet on himself until yeah. the age of fifty six. 
Right. And when he talked about not, I mean, just to, when he talked about having to be talked into the job, I believe him now. That's not necessarily a great thing that that wasn't your goal, you know, and maybe other people wanted it for you more than you wanted it for yourself. But beyond that, I don't disagree with his his talking with about like the, the things that were his concerns. Yes, like yeah. a, a core for. Uh, we, right, which, we, we can, by the way, we can be, you can be as standards mad guy as you want to be. Like, we can still get the guy's names right. Yeah, and, and don't, like, however you want to pronounce it. No, there's a, there's a way. Right, no, it's however it. he wants to pronounce yeah. it. Right. A core for is a project. Right. That's the problem with this roster is that a guy who is a project that probably He's shouldn't. making a big dent. Shouldn't step on the court until his yeah. sophomore year in meaningful minutes, minimum, came on the court and belonged mm-hmm. and, and in some ways was better than yeah. the guys we had because he had effort, because he played hard. That's why it's so maddening, and that's what's so damning about him is that he comes in, a guy who probably shouldn't step on the court for By the a way, Power 5 uh, team can we start from here. I want to fin- – and them too. And I, I want to own that I've, you know, I've just sort of typically uh, – stayed away from sort of getting on players, but like all I've really argued for is for everyone to make room for the fact that like, Kenny's on the hook for a lot of this too. Too. Yeah. These guys should be ashamed of what they put on tape on a regular basis. One hundred. And I think that's probably where Kenny and I agree the most. Yeah. Uh, in particular, since we've mentioned a core for uh, that Roosevelt Wheeler, what young man? What are we doing? Yeah. You've been here two years. You're in your second year. And Corfor makes a bigger impact and passes you on the. Uh, he hasn't even been in America, much less on the team. Yeah, and, and he surpasses you. And by the way, looks more energetic, and looks more passionate about it than you do. Yeah. Like that's why does he want it more than you do? That's right. It's it's and, and look, I agree with like I don't want to pass too much judgment on Kron Davis because I just don't know just don't enough know about him. him. Right. But the val- there's valid concerns about, like, I'm not going to build him up. Right. Because this isn't the type of player you – We'll see you is the best I can say. We'll right. see. Yeah. Because this is not the type of player that you said you were going to recruit or right. that people expected you to recruit. It's not to say he's not a good player. I don't know. But I'm not going to be like, yeah, yeah, he's going to come in and be an impact player because I don't know. It's a 100% valid criticism. To say these aren't the type of players you said you're going to bring in, and right. you're replacing bad players with unknowns. Or if, if this is what we're going to do, you know, instead of uh, known quantities or, or, or known entities, and or at least guys that are evaluated as as high major players, high fours, and maybe the occasional five, like that's that's concerning for sure. But I am allowing. Right now, for the fact I think Kenny Payne's going to bring in some good transfers with his bag of NIL money that he has. And if he does, by the way, it'll make next year real easy. Like, if Louisville has a good offseason in terms of hitting – To the, evaluate? Yeah, yeah, hitting the portal, and you bring in guys that, that are more known quantities with guys who've played for you this year, and if, you know, foundationally things are getting laid with those guys, great. Who, mm-hmm. how, whatever guys come back. Uh, you, if you have a good offseason in, in the portal – and. The, there are schools who have had rough years last year. I mean, no, everyone thought Jeff Cable was getting fired last year. And yeah. he still was able to bring in guys. It's mostly complacency that brought him back. Right. Like, right. Know, at right. And so, like, that – he had a good year in the portal. There's no reason Kenny can't, too. And then that will make next year very, very easy for all of us. If it doesn't look dramatically different with the players yeah. being dramatically different, well, then he's the problem. Mm-hmm. And we'll know. 
will know be and it'll be incontrovertible. Like you will not be able to say otherwise. Yeah. And then people are going to have to get in the gym and and and, and get strong and but, work on moving that bolt goalpost again. But, but the <laughs> but the best case is the best case is that a core four is like some magic elixir in terms of. Uh, I'm talking about in terms of not morale. I'm not being facetious. No, here. I understand what you're that saying. Even if it doesn't, and I'm a firm believer in this, only in the world of sports, not anywhere else, but I am a firm believer in sports, that irrational explanations for why a team suddenly starts to be good at something are fine. <laughs> but they're, but they're, they're not really explanations. We just recognize we did this, and all of a sudden it worked. And I, it does not have to make sense. If that's what happened, that's what happened. Yeah. Like, I don't have to be able to explain why uh, Okorafor could, could sort of be this big morale booster. But maybe he is, because I think you would have to admit, by and large, against Georgia Tech, even though it wasn't a whole lot more efficient or sharper, yeah. I didn't see very much slumpy shoulders from anybody. And I don't know how much of that to attribute to it being, you know, to, to him or to the fact that it's an opponent and maybe they really felt like they felt they could be, we can't let this one go. Yeah, but yeah. whatever it is, whatever it was, was yeah. there and it has – it was there as he, get, you know, sees his first playing time. Yeah. And so, for me, I liked it. I like what I saw. I, the best case that could happen for this team is to just snag a couple down the stretcher to where you feel like you just have stacked a couple things. That's all. Like that has to start happening, and a Florida State team that just lost by seven thousand to NC State earlier this week at home, that would be a great place to to take two steps without taking any steps back, and it'd be the first time this year we've done it. Really, yeah. Because Florida A and M was mm. this would be different. They're not good at basketball. <laughs> not this year. Maybe you not good at basketball. Florida State not good at basketball, really, this year. Georgia Tech not good at basketball this year. Texter wants to know, is it possible that the Chinese balloon is delivering players to Kenny Payne from China? <laughs> it is all Kenny. the way, like, over Tennessee now, I think. Is it over Tennessee now? Yes, yeah, like, it's just, you know, it's not, it's rudderless. It's just yeah, driven it just by the wonders, wind, right? Yeah, uh, That's a long way for it to go, though, in such a short time. They were taking pictures over Montana, like, yesterday. Big fields of ICBMs in Montana, by the way. Uh-huh. I know. Chip, welcome into the drive on Nintendo. What's up, buddy? Thanks, guys. Um, I, I just have a, a certain perspective on this I wanted to share as far as what's going on sure, with the basketball sure. team. I was one of the first who was excited about Kenny Payne coming in because, again, the, the program's been through a lot of turmoil, and I thought he could come in and actually heal a lot of the things that were going on amongst not only the fan base but others and actually provide a solid foundation for us going forward. So I really wanted him to succeed. But what I'm seeing is, it, to me, is disappointing. And, and I'm trying to go to the question that you had when it comes to why did we – why is a core uh, – a Rocafor? I'm sorry, I don't want to be – A core A core you got it. A core yeah, four, thank fine. you, thank you. Um, yep. I, I, think, I think what I'm seeing here is that he brought in a new system, and you guys have to admit that – what you teach, how you teach is just as important as what you teach. And what I'm yep. trying to say is, is, that, is that Kenny could have, have had all of the best uh, intentions in the world to bring in a new system, and that's why the, the guys from last year are not, in my opinion, not performing as well. He brought in a new system, but they don't understand it. 
and I don't think it's being taught very well. They don't know what to do. I think they want to do well. I think they want to give the effort, but they don't know what to do. They're confused, and I think that's another reason why the turnovers are so high. They don't know what to do, and it's not being taught effectively to these guys. So they're out there, and they're frustrated. And so now we've got a, sorry, a Roka 4, a Core 4 coming in, and he doesn't know the new system. He doesn't know anything about it. All he knows is to give effort out there. And so he's not frustrated by anything. He has no sins of the past. So he comes in, he provides some energy to this team. But my concern is, is as we move forward, and he's confused because he doesn't know what to do as these expectations are set in front of him, that he's going to turn into the same thing, and we're going to wind up with a bunch of fr- another frustrated player. So, again, my concern is not necessarily leadership and coaching and teaching. And I'm not seeing it. And I hope I do. I hope I'm wrong. But that's the only explanation I can understand as far as why last year's players are worse. And the, the players right now are not giving effort because they're confused. They don't know what to do. And they've kind of given up and saying, I don't know what to do. So I, don't, I'm, I just can't work very hard anymore. And that's my take on it. Yep. Appreciate uh, the call there. Thank you so much. You know, I, Dave, the, my only issue or my biggest issue that I take with, with that as sort of being a pro- we're trying to come up with a narrative that makes sense of like the whole season mm-hmm. uh, about it being primarily about them being confused is they don't look confused. They look sleepy. Yeah. You know, they, they look uh, reserved. They look often like it's not a very big deal what they're doing. That, that is, I think they don't look to me. I, I don't see a, a team that, that is focused and is energetic, you know, and morale is good, and, and they're very passionate about what they're doing, but they just – it's, it's sloppy because they're not sure what they ought to be doing. I don't, I, I don't feel like that's what's happening uh, with the team. I, I think that – but I do think it's fair to wonder, like, if you're this far into the year, like, okay, Kenny, we get it. You are – you know, I, I'm, you should see what I see in practice and all. Okay, like, what are we – that's not working. That approach, whatever that approach might be. Is, so what's your new approach? Working. Well, that's the th- I think when people, right or wrong, when people call in and like, well, mix in his own or something, what they're trying to say is basically like, okay, can we see an acknowledgement from you this right. isn't working? Right. And because while there is that delicate dance of like, you know, we're going to have to go through some rough times while I establish things, like the, jo- the job is always to win games. And one of the things that, I, that has made this – difficult is to just talk about it like that's not what this is about mm-hmm. for as much as we can talk about all manner of other things they're all behind winning games they are it's how it's why he has the job yeah i do think a certain amount of hesitance we've talked about in the past a certain amount of hesitance is born out of confusion you know it can make you look like you're thinking too much and moving slower but that's not all i've seen this year i've seen that in every facet, not just the stuff that should be second nature, like blocking out and, <laughs> and hustling and, and things like that. Like that, you shouldn't be like, there's no, there's no complicated approach to that in anybody's right. system, you know, and that's, that's where I think it falls apart. 8150939, that's uh, the number if you would like to get in here, 3831-9394, the UPS jobs text line. It would be, I think, nice for everyone to see them get a win against Florida State. Sure. Even a Florida State team that's not having a a good season. Uh, 
you know, if if the team is this far behind the eight ball as they are at this point in the season, a a reasonable step forward would be being able to beat another team having a season like that. Yeah. And they kind of did that with Georgia Tech earlier this week. I don't think the sloppiness with which they played Georgia Tech will work against Florida State. Florida State's got got dudes, even though if they're not having a good year, they've got guys who can take advantage of that more than Georgia Tech does. Yeah. But I, I still, it would be meaningful to to win a couple of ACC games in a row. And Florida State, we owe them one. <laughs> we do for sure. Um, yeah, the Georgia Tech. I said it. I tweeted it during the game where it was like, man, it is kind of striking to play a team that sort of does a lot of the same bad things that we do <laughs> you know, there was so much oh it's like, like oh is that what i look like yeah, right, right like a lot of ball watching and, and standing around like how many times like when a core four got the ball underneath yeah and they had he had an undersized defender on him and the rest of them just stood on the perimeter like this like huh would you look at that you know <laughs> and I was like, what is this and they've got their own new different kind of weird mistakes and and shortcomings that they have as a bottom tier acc team Along with us, it was. They're not a good team. It's. I'm not taking away from the joy that the team should feel on Wednesday. I'm happy they won, but Georgia Tech's really bad, and they have their coaching staff has less swag than any coaching staff I've ever seen in my entire life, including Josh Pastner. Yeah, you know he's very, very energetic and frantic on the sidelines. Oh, dude, uh, he was doing. Uh, but I Jacks at mid court. I thought. He, you know what he, he looked like to me when I was watching him is a guy who was like, I don't ever want the boss to see me not looking busy. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. guy just feels insecure about his job. He's like, I better make sure if anybody ever looks at me, I'm all the way in this thing. That's right. <laughs> and then his assistants, like, he looked like they were just wearing, like, oversized polos and pleated pants. And I was like, dude, what is going on over there? Pleated pants? I think I saw a pair of pleated pants. I could have been wrong. But is it the dude was wearing oversized khakis and oversized polo? And I was like, man, it doesn't look good on you. What's going on over there? Where's the swag of a of an ACC coaching staff? It wasn't good. If I had to power rank head coaches most likely to get locked out of something. Like their car? Or, or just some, the hotel room, car, office. for sure. Yeah, Pastner is way up yeah. there. He is the wooden of that. I think it's Rutherford that, that refers to him as like Michael Scott. Absolutely. They, they have 100%. so many parallels, very much. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. Come right back. We'll continue on on the Drive and FM. We'll be right back.